Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. Today's guest is an old friend of mine called Jamie. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello. Hello, you alright? Not too bad, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, just trying to uh, a bit of pace, see how long I can get before they start shouting down the stairs again. Have you, well, have you been on bedtimes? Yeah, yeah. So we will. We take, to be fair, we do the whole thing together, and one of us takes one of them each. But right, for some reason, Daisy has always only shouted my name. She never says "mummy." It's always "daddy." So I've, I've said I'm purposely going to put less effort in with the youngest one because I don't want this to happen. Yeah, it's not. It's not something you want to carry on. That's why I had to push it back by half an hour because. Um, and was due to go bed and um, I could tell it was going to be one of them nights where he doesn't go bed. It's not going to be straightforward. And as far as I started getting all this stuff out and he noticed, that's it, we'd be struggling to get him upstairs. So I had to wait a little bit. But how's um, wife and kids then? Yeah, not too bad. So um, Thursdays, Fridays, so because we're both key workers, both the girls are at school or nursery so it's sort of nice for them well I think Jodie likes to go to work now she understands why I used to like going to work it was just for peace so I think she enjoys her time at work now a bit more than she used to anyway yeah we uh we were offered a place at school but um we decided against it um just because the the in-laws could have had him so they've been doing that but I think we're ready for school now. So but now they've announced that we can get back to school on the 8th of March, I think. It's uh, it's a bit overdue now. He needs it. I think he's ready for it. Yeah, I think, like you say, they, they need it as much as uh, it's nice to have the rest, as much as a rest of just not someone constantly shouting at you. So, yeah, it's hard you know, to... It tires them out as well. Tires them out for when they actually want... When you're trying to get them off at night, so... It's hard to fill a day, isn't it, for young ones? <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard enough for us. You know, I, I just end up playing football manager for 12 hours a day. But if, if I'm off work, obviously. Yeah. You know, if, if not, I'm working hard, obviously. Yeah. But uh, and now, yeah, it's, you know, especially with the age difference, because, you know, Daisy's four, Nancy's 18 months. So that you yeah. can't really, there's not really an active, not many activities that cater for both of them at the same time. Yeah. And they're both able to sort of do different things. So that's what I found with the homeschooling. And luckily, Daisy doesn't do the sort of live lessons because I, I just think, how would you do that? Because Nancy would just be screaming all the way around her while she's trying to trying to do it. Like, what's going on here? So I have to say, I'm, I'm glad they just give us little tasks to do throughout the day and we just work around Nancy. Well, that's similar to what we've got, really. Little tasks of bits and bobs to do. Not full-on schoolwork really but um and then, we, and then we have to try and plan in the other stuff we don't do it every day because i just don't think it works for us um yeah so, so tomorrow's yeah i mean gonna be school day school work so, I mean, she just said to me just when she was in the kitchen said tomorrow is school work and cleaning there's no telly yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i mean i jody's 
Jody gets it done. She really cracks on with it, makes sure Russell. Whereas I'm, I'm more like, if we get it done, we get it done. If we don't get it done, I'm not going to worry about it too much. So, but to be fair, Jody's done quite well with it to get her. You know, it's weird because she, when she was last in school, she couldn't read, and now, now she, I know she's been going for a couple of days um, after Christmas, a couple of days a week, but she, she can read now. So, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, so you know. So to be fair, she sort of picked that up at home. So it's um, it's improvements, then, isn't it? It's good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have to call them out. Well, I say me, I didn't really do much. Jody did it. I get too, I get too frustrated because I, she can read, and I know she can read. And that's the frustrating part. Yeah. She try and read, and she just rolls around, throws the book in the air. Like, a, um, what are we doing tomorrow? Like, just focus on the word. Finish the word. Finish the word. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have a lot of patience. I'll I'll give the teachers the due there. Definitely, I I think my patience has been sorely tested over the past couple of months. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was considered myself the most patient person in the house at one point, but um, (laughs) not in the past few months. I don't think Uh, it's been worn down. (laughs) Yeah, I think you know you take it in turns, don't you? To be honest, like both you. Like you can see one of you getting like losing your temper over summer and you think it's a bit trivial. Yeah. And then like half an hour later you realise, oh, I've just done that, haven't I? Like over summer, like Yeah, a bit like just, a, just, just, You're a bit like a relay team, aren't you? you like yeah. spot one's in trouble. Oh, I better take over. <laughs> yeah. But like you like you're like constantly got good cop, bad cop, like, oh don't worry, leave them alone. And yeah. then you're the next one going, What are you doing? What are you doing? So Yeah. Yeah. It's um well, Nancy spent two-thirds of her life in lockdown so it's just been that's got to be a weird thing hasn't it i mean she won't know any different but no and that's it's probably a benefit really because obviously for for daisy it was harder for her because she was used to you know the way it was because she'd only started school in september and obviously this had already been ongoing yeah um so all the last summer she never got what she used to happen was because jody obviously was off on maternity She'd go and meet all the other mothers and the, the the kids and that, and they'd go go out, go to each other's houses constantly. And then, you know, that all stopped in March. And then, obviously, when I'm at work, Monday to Friday, most of the time, it's, you know, it's <laughs> there's just the four walls, a baby and a mum. So, and, you know, with especially with what Nancy was, you know, obviously only six months when we started the lockdown, it means she didn't get as much attention as she probably needed so yeah she would have done otherwise but i think i think at the same time it is true when they say kids are resilient i think kids have handled it much better than a lot of parents have i mean quite honestly my life is so boring generally the (laughs) lockdown has affected my life really i don't get to go to the pub or you know because you know crew fan but i live in peterborough so traveling two and a half hours for a crew match doesn't happen that often yeah apart from coming home to see my family you know, or a dodgy trip to Liam's house after Alton Towers, something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been quite lucky. My, my life hasn't really changed that much, but, yeah, I've been glad when we can all get back out and, and you know, I've just, just like going, that go, kind of thing, just getting out there, going, tiring yeah. them out. Swimming, did you say? Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were... We were getting started talking about getting into swimming and everything we were going to make it a weekly thing to obviously teach him to swim 
but obviously we, we couldn't do that because everything stopped. But I've just this week been out making contact with a couple of the lads and stuff a bit more than usual. Um, a couple of socially distanced walks, just with one person before anybody yeah. dobs me in. But um, yeah, it was uh, my life wasn't that changed really from lockdown. I mean, it's the odd. The odd, the odd maybe weekend where it's like a Sunday and you fancy a pint or something and you could text your mate and just go out for a beer. That yeah. that started, as as time went on, that started to get on my nerves a bit. But I didn't really go out loads. We used to go out, you know, for the odd meal or something as a family, but not too much or the odd day out. But um, I was just thinking the other day that although we've got like the WhatsApp groups and some stuff that are going off all day, sometimes and you feel like you're in constant contact with your mates don't you but actually you're not and then I was thinking the other day actually it's been like oh, nearly 12 months that I haven't seen a load of these or we haven't spoke properly in that time it's just been bits and yeah. clips yeah I mean like the only break is the sort of when it was slightly relaxed in September yeah and you know I, I, like some of us went to uh, Sandbatch for a few hours when the pubs were open and whatnot and just just for a, I think that is in the last 12 months I think that is the only time I've sort of seen anyone otherwise that's, that's been it really I can't even remember the last time we met up before that it's probably around the Christmas time something, something it, silly it used to be a regular thing didn't it and then as we we all started getting married and then kids all, different times we were all having kids and then it started to just get further and further apart when we were meeting up and stuff wasn't it yeah yeah and that, that is the thing with kids though isn't it you know what I mean they, they just to, to be honest, it's a personal thing as well. It's like I have no interest in waking up with a hangover and looking after two children. It is I don't want to do it. So no, that that's what puts me off. Um, but you know, I've done my fair share of drinking during lockdown, just on my own at home. But it's yeah. not. It's maybe not at the pace and to the to the extreme level as it would be if we were going out. So I haven't been waking up feeling all that rough, even though generally I don't. I'm not a morning person, so it's hard to get up. But that first, that I know we've got um, a friend's stag do that we missed out on last year that we've got to rebook in this year at some point. That first trip out is going to be probably a messy one for most of us, and that's going to be a difficult one to manage because I'll probably have a newborn by then as well. Yeah, and and obviously you've been on most of these trips when I've been there and you know that that first night generally doesn't go well for me go, anyway. Go so. hard, go hard on the first night and then disappear for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of linger around behind everyone like a bad smell looking like I'm about to pass out. Yeah. Like you should have definitely, right. should have definitely bought like a, a day ticket for the plane. <laughs> so you could just get straight back <laughs> on it the following morning. I do, I do feel like at times when it's like I hear a weekend, I think I could just really, I really could just go home the Saturday afternoon and just yeah. let you all crack. I think it was, I think it was your, your stag do when we went to Liverpool yeah. and, and my eldest wasn't that old then. And I was suffering with the sleepless nights because he wasn't a great sleeper. And I think it was that it was yours that I, I spotted my opportunity fairly early when somebody else said they were going to go back to the apartment and I just thought, I'm just going to jump in his taxi because I'm not waiting until early hours in the morning and inevitably end up walking from the city centre back to wherever that apartment was because we always end up doing that wherever we go. 
And I thought, yep. no, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to make use of a, a night to myself and me money spent on this apartment. I'm going to get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah, see, that, that, see like, that's my stack, dude. And I was like, it's one night. We go for one night and then yeah. I'm going home the next day. But yeah, I know what you mean. It is, it's exhausting. I mean, I think, I remember when I went to darts in December and obviously you've seen video clips and whatnot of yes the infamous how it ended. <laughs> yes but i got home the next day and obviously because jody had had the kids all weekend you're like yeah you can go to bed within half an hour i was stuck in that toilet and had to get her up that was it so yeah i, I <laughs> i've not missed coming home with a, a real stinking headache so it's, yeah, it's them ones that just linger on and it lasts all day. The, the the day you get back, it lasts all day. And then you usually try and book the following day off so I don't have to go straight back to work. But then even that, it drags into them days sometimes, doesn't it? I think. Oh, every time. Every time. The Monday is still, I wake up on Monday, eyes like pistols in the snow. And you're like, how is this still affecting me? Yeah. It's, like, it's only about four o'clock on a Monday afternoon. You start to feel okay again. Yeah, and we're, um, and don't forget, we're all going to be a year older, and we're all get, starting to get old now. By uh... I'm I, I'm legitimately worried because you know when you like I remember like going pop like family parties, and, like your uncles who are like 45, 50, like oh wait till you get older. Yeah, and I was thinking my hangover's horrendous now. How bad are they going to be in twenty years' time? So I am legitimately worried about if my body can actually even process alcohol at this point. Well, I think the trick is to keep keep trying. Practice makes yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm not I'm not doing it often enough. No, I think like once or twice a year when you're going really hard, and that's usually when you make yourself ill. Yeah, because then you're you've become one of the um, low alcohol drinking people of the group there's a couple of you now that have said you like a uh, a session beer a low alcohol beer so if you yeah. if you're doing that only a couple of nights here and there and then you're going out on these big big nights out it's uh, it's going to catch up with you pretty hard yeah and obviously with my job we can you know we can be we can get uh, drugs and alcohol tested at work so yeah. it essentially means most of the time or near enough all the time i would never have a drink in the week yeah and then at the weekend, obviously, it sort of leaves you one, one, two nights. But then I'm on call, sort of one, once a month for a weekend. So it doesn't leave many opportunities anyway. So yeah, I need to get a job where I can just get smashed every day. Then I'll be fine. Yeah, there's that. There's that option. Maybe yeah. Uh, maybe give, a pub landlord. Give up on a career. I just the get the kid <laughs> I think somebody else was yeah, give up on that. Somebody else on the group was talking about buying a pub the other night, so maybe you could go in with him. Yeah, I think if you also if I reckon to be fair, there'll be a bit a boom in business for a couple of years now. Now that now that people have realised that, you know, people never used to go that often, but then when it was taken away as a possible option. People, yeah. people can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, people are going to get out there. I mean, I'm on leave, so I think the first weekend that everyone's allowed out is like the 26th, 27th of June, and I'm supposed to be. We're supposed to be going to Spain on that Sunday, but I think I think it'll be too early for that to be honest. So we'd probably cancel the holiday. But and it's when the Euro starts as well, isn't it? 
that would yeah, that week. Which is now apparently going to be completely in England. This is looking pretty positive now, from what I've heard. So it's going to be a mess, and the pubs are going to be packed. Yeah, so I think I'm going to keep that week off work as well, to be honest, and uh, try and scalp some tickets somewhere. I'm going to look at probably booking some leave around then. <laughs> yeah. Just... I can already see what it's going to be like at work. Everyone's going to be booking off that first Monday. Yeah. And just absolutely going for it. Yeah. Even if I end up staying yeah. at home and just having a barbecue and watching the match and having a few beers at home or going down the local pub, um, that'll yeah. do. But, it, I mean, yeah, it, it'll be better because you can obviously invite people around and things like that. You can mix again, so hopefully. And then it makes, it makes you know, summertime barbecues come back. That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like you say, just think, I think for the kids, probably the hardest part is like when you've had to, like when they're seeing the grandparents or aunts and uncles or not seeing them for a long time, you know. So I think that's been the, that'll be, like you say, that'll be the nice part when we can just get back to a bit of normality, having people around. And, that's going to be the thing, isn't it? You've got to, everybody's going to have to start traveling to visit all the family and stuff they haven't been able to see for God knows how long. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, my my family live still in Crow, and I live here in Peterborough, so it's about two and a half hours each way. And I think I've been back over the last year, once, twice, maybe three times. Yeah, no, that's it. We've been able to sort of pop back, and you know, even the one at Christmas when we come back, just to literally sit in the car, drop presents off, and pick them up. Yeah, you know, just and. Uh, I mean, my mum lives on the road anyway, so we're able to go and see her. But um, we, we've been able to come and see her. So that sort of been helped because the bubble was open to go and spend time with her and keep her company. But yeah, it's it's been strange, hasn't it, really? You know, you, you never think anything like this would happen. When you actually stop and think about it, it's a really weird a weird 12 months we've had and, and whatever's left of The thing this is, year. what... I remember reading about it. I think it was New Year's Day. And I remember, and the same thing, everyone thought, like, it's not going to affect here. It's not going to affect it. Because we've heard of all these things in the past, like, oh, there's SARS and oh, it's yeah. going to be horrendous. And then it, it was fine. Yeah. And then you hear, we've had loads of like little things that haven't really affected this country. So everyone thinks, oh, we'll be okay then. And I mean, even I did to a certain extent. I thought, oh, we'll be all right. We'll probably have a little bit of it, but not too bad. And then just obviously lockdown and <laughs> the rate and, you know, like when you think, like, if you thought 12 months ago, we'd all have to wear masks to go into shops. and All the time, pretty much, when you're outside. We, uh, yeah. Well, it's our, it's our actually, our, our anniversary on Sunday. So we, this time last year, we went away uh, to Amsterdam for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it, it was weird, obviously. It was all starting then over here. And you could see, like, in the airports, everybody wearing masks and things. But it wasn't. Well, people were taking notice of it and they were wearing masks, but it wasn't a case of oh, everybody's noticeably trying to keep the distance from each other. It, it was like, you know, and, and obviously when you it's get... It's weird, to, isn't it? When you get to a city centre, it's like packed. At, yeah. It's like at the start as well, like we had those lines in Tesco, but you weren't wearing a face mask. And then yeah, it, it was almost like, to be honest, before the mask, we actually managed it better because when we didn't have a mask, people stuck to the distance. Yeah, and we all sort of queued, and you waited for some old man to finger every pack of ham that you could see to find the. It's, uh, don't get me started. Well, Dad, nearly every time I see that, have a plan if you're going shopping during a pandemic. 
Just have a list and grab it. Don't muck around picking up five different pies. I've got places to be. But now everyone's got masks. They just think you can jump in everywhere. And like, yeah. As, I suppose yeah. I pick someone up, you know, like the reduced, who's just done it there. Oh, I love that. And like three people, like literally come round the side and over the top of me to craft things. And just because, you know, I just think we probably, <laughs> we probably did, did better at managing it when we didn't have the mask because people think the mask is some sort of, uh, like it makes them safe from it. Yeah, it protects you completely, 100%. You're fine. You can do whatever you want. Stand in the middle of the aisle and talk to somebody who you've not seen for six months while everybody else is trying <laughs> to get past you. Just crack on. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done, I thought the same. Like, I, I try not to go out to the supermarket to do big shops too much just because it gets on my nerves. It got on my nerves before lockdown. Now it's even worse. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I've 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 had that same thing in my mind where like, I like have a plan I know what I'm getting straight there grab it in and out job done but I've found myself doing that thing as well where you pick something up and start reading it but I don't actually want it and then I put it back and I think I shouldn't have done that but I have done it I know yeah. I have but um, we, we took I, I took Daisy the other day and it's like it's probably like she's just bored of hearing about the big germ now because we call it the big germ yeah um, coronavirus. It's the big germ, so we've just got to be careful with what we touch. But at this point, she just doesn't care less. She's like, any pack of anything, she's rubbing her hands across the aisles and picking it up. And yeah, it's like, stop it. I'm glad it's not just us now, because we have to say, like, we're going to go in the shop now. Now you need to be a good boy, no touching anything, um, and all this kind of stuff. And then started off really well. And we call it, like, it's either the virus or... Boris says you can't do that. That's what we're, we've come yeah. with. <laughs> we're helped out by uh, the in-laws we're, with Boris says you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do the other. So we've had all that. But, I mean, like, today we went on a walk with the dogs uh, across the field and, you know, like the turnstile-type gates that you have to go through. Yeah. Um, going through and I'm, like, saying to him, don't touch the gate. I'll open the gate, you can walk through. And he just runs ahead and he's just got both hands on the gate and he's looking at me as if to say, like, have it. I'm bored of hearing yeah. about I can't touch things yeah. now. I want to be a kid again. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I've done <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like um, the, the COVID secure stickers on like nurseries and schools and that. Like my daughter came home with someone else's dummy the other day. You can't tell me it's COVID secure. I'm not asking it to be either because it's impossible. It, it, yeah. it can't be COVID because kids are kids and it's, it's difficult to do. But it's like, don't. Don't tell me it's COVID secure because we know it isn't. Yeah. You're doing what you can, and I get that. But like, she's got someone else's dummy. You know, I literally when she's screaming, you've got to pick her up. And I know you once you get in there, they're not going to be wearing masks all day. And you know, fair enough. It's just part of what it is. But yeah, it's like that's not even a dummy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, sorry about that. Minded it when it first started school. They had to have their own specific water bottle with the name on and everything, and they have to take that in every day. Uh, a couple of times he come on with some other random kids bottle so yeah I don't know who's... the school closes they all get mixed up so it's just impossible it's just... when you've got that many kids that don't care about the fact that you need to stick to guidelines how can you yeah. you can't police it there's not enough people there to do it it's, uh, it, it's never going to happen really does it no it's, it's virtually impossible but it is like I say I, I know it goes on I'm not, not particular. I'm not saying you know free reign but it is what it is to a certain extent with kids because you know once you put them in there you just can't control them it's it's going to be what it's going to be but 
Yeah, I thought I saw like a massive COVID secure sticker, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. You feel like, what's happening. You're fooling nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can keep pretending. I mean, most of them are load of rubbish anyway, aren't they? Everywhere, like you can't. You can do as much as you can and put things in place, but it's all about people following it, which is the biggest problem that's, anyway. That's the biggest point of it, isn't it? And I think that's. That's another thing about like when you meet up and see people, speak to people. It's been so long since you've had a full conversation or a proper conversation with people, usually, that you should have loads of things to talk about. But all you end up talking about is COVID. <laughs> there's, there's nothing, like literally nothing else to do. Is that? I mean, we had a week, I had a week of annual leave in July when, again, things were relaxed. And we went to town on activities that week, I tell you. We went Peppa Pig World. Yeah. So that was a, a drive down to Southampton, stayed in a hotel where they had like stickers on the door, like, like this is now secure, like it's been all been fumigated and ready to go. So we st- we did Pepper Pig World, we did a day at the beach. Uh, what else did we do? With the zoo. I mean, I had, a, I had a feeling that we're going straight back into lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So you were just so- making the most of it. Yeah, let's make some memories, kids, because uh, you're not going to be able to make any more for the rest of the year, I think. We did the zoo for his birthday and stuff in August. And then I wanted to do something. When everything else started opening up again, I wanted to do something before he went to school. But I I thought, why don't we go camping? But it was impossible to find anywhere that had any space to go camping. They were all fully booked. Everybody had the same idea when we opened up for that brief couple of months, month or so. Um before obviously September when they were going back to school and stuff. So yeah, we didn't manage to do anything really other than nah. the odd day out and a couple of meals out. Yeah, I think I think it'd be the bloody it'll be the same in June, July, August. I mean we've got uh Santa Parks booked in for August, um, for a weekend. So, you know, I mean I think everywhere's just taking bookings on just on keeping money coming in in the hope that things could actually go ahead but yeah and the hope they don't make yeah, much, yeah. Thing, yeah we were supposed to go to spain last year so that had been booked in for a year then couldn't go and we moved it to this year near enough with exactly the exact same date but a year on so i'm expecting we can't go again so we've got probably got to roll that forward for the third time or i'll probably get a refund to be honest at that point and yeah we had see what, what covid 21 is we had a, a a holiday book to Sicily with my parents and stuff for August, I think it was last year. But we, we were busy doing the house and stuff. We just thought we'd take the money back, um, stick it in the savings and we'll we'll use it again whenever we're ready. But we've got no real plans this year of actually trying to book anything. We've, we've mentioned maybe camping or, you know, a hotel or something once they're open, but we've not, we're not booking anything. We're just waiting. See how it goes, I suppose. I think... Because yeah. because of obviously we'll have had a baby by then, we won't be really looking to go too far. It might just be summer sunny days in the garden type of thing. There's nothing more for us real planned. No, you don't want to. It's like like you say as well with a with a proper younger. You don't really want to go anywhere anyway because I can't imagine going on a summer holiday with like a baby. Like if we were going last year, Nancy would have been. Would she have been? We'd have gone in June. She wouldn't have even been one. Yeah. And looking back, booking that, I think, why would we do that? Because that sounds like an absolute nightmare. And then I thought this year would be a bit of a blessing if we wait, because she's only she's a year, eighteen months. She can toddle around. 
But even if we don't go this year, go next year, she'll be even bigger, you know, and even, yeah, you know, can do more things for herself. So it'd probably be preferential. But like, like you say, a few days away. So like we went to Central Parks for the first time last year. I'm not used to paying those prices, but no, that, that I'm used, I'm used to a haven, uh, you know, like a, a Riviera Sands or something. There's but nothing wrong with a haven. It's quite good. There isn't. I, I spent most of my youth at Havens. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I'm hoping that maybe we'll do because there's a couple of Butlins as well, and they're knocking about still, and they do they do do some pretty good stuff for the kids. So maybe we'll just do a couple of weekends like that. And with Jody looking at going back university in September, we, we did speak about you know potentially because we took Daisy. This is the thing when you have a second kid as well. We took Daisy to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, when she was like two ish, and I thought the last thing I need is when Nancy grows up to start going. How come you never took me? You know what I mean. So we spoke about potentially going over there again at some point, but we don't go in university. I don't even know when we can book it. So at Disneyland is uh, yeah, it's been mentioned for us a couple of times, but obviously we'll have to wait a little bit longer now. Um, I think. Yeah. I think me brother and sister in law went with the in-laws and obviously their kids uh, a couple of years ago, but we, we didn't think we didn't think it was the right time because I didn't think he was quite old enough to experience and enjoy everything. And we didn't want to fork out the money. So we thought we'd wait an extra year. Uh, oh, and, and we, we were getting, we had the wedding that year as well. So we struggled to fit everything in basically. Um, but obviously now that's kind of been pushed back. It'll be set back probably two years before we even think about doing that again, which, I don't think it'd be such a bad thing because then we'll be looking at him being two or three by then. Um, so, yeah. Well, I've, the thing I'm like, I moan now because I still get woken up at what I consider is early, but it's not really early. <laughs> um, I just don't like being woken up. But I've got all that to come the whole sleepless nights and the the early hours feeding or trying to get them back to bed. And you've got, and then you've got the other one that might wake up and you've got to, yeah, it's going to be different this time around. I've been thinking that over the past week or so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I found it much harder the second time than the first time. So the first time, because it's all new and sort of adrenaline gets you through it. So my, my, my I was 14 when my mum had my sister. So I was old enough to know what a nightmare a baby is. So I, yeah, I was yeah. sort of, I was pre-war. I knew it, I knew it was going to be a bit crap at times, and it's going to be exhausting. I think probably I had an advantage over Jodie in that because she'd never dealt with it, and you know I think it came as a shock to her how you know exhausting it is. I used to share a war with my sister, so I used, when she got woke up, I got woke up. So yeah. I knew what yeah. was coming. And the first time, like you say, the, the timings as well. Like now, if they wake me up at quarter to six i'm like you are joking me you yeah. are joking me but daisy used to get up at 4 45 every morning and it never bothered me and it is it's just i found the second time going through it all again was much more difficult because like you say the first time's like oh this is you know no exciting well we knew it was going to be like this but then when you do it second time you're like i've done all this before yeah do and i have to do i have to <laughs> Do I have to do all this st- stuff at the beginning again? It's yeah. Like, yeah, ours was, we used he used to wake up at four o'clock. Um, once, once he got over the fact that he was up every half an hour because he was breastfed and he just, he was up all the time. We didn't sleep at all for the first few months. But 
once he got into a bit of a routine, let's say, it was four o'clock every day. And then even when he wasn't waking up at four o'clock, once he got a bit, a little bit older, I was waking up at four o'clock because I've been doing it for that long. Yeah, your body just sets to it. Yeah, and I, that was really annoying. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially at work as well, because I was working nights then. So I, I might get woken up in the night when I was working. It was like a, a sleeping type thing. But um, I might get woken up in the night, but then I'm, I know I'm going to wake up at four as well. And it's sleeping in a cruddy office somewhere uh, on like a pull-out bed type thing wasn't not ideal it's not as if you got a night in a hotel it wasn't like home comforts it wasn't a full night's sleep but um yeah this time around it's obviously going to be different because you've got to cater to the older one as well as the the baby that needs you for everything as well so and i think another thing was in my the, the first time around i was quite lucky because i'd been in my last job for over so ever so many years and as a reward thing, they used to give extra holidays. So you used to get like a month's extra holidays. So I had five weeks off, including paternity leave the first time around. So when I got woken up early, I was thought, it doesn't matter. I'm not mean I'm in no rush. I've got all this time off. We'll just play it by ear, see how it goes. I'd get up with him, feed him in the night, sit, watch the NFL. I was quite happy. Um, got through a series of the wire. Um, I was loving life, really, <laughs> even though I didn't sleep. Uh, whereas this time round, I've just got paternity leave and maybe one week holiday, and that's it. I'll be back to work, and I'll probably still be working from home as well. So it's going to be different. Yeah, it's. I think I both times, I think I only ever took the two weeks, and I think both times what I did, two weeks back for a couple of weeks and then took another week off then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just... Like, like you say, the second time round when you you tr- it's like we found with Nancy. We took the de- the dummy away from Daisy. Twelve months, pretty much bang on. Happy birthday! Now give me that. Yeah, when? But with Nancy, like you, we've tried doing it a couple of times. It's just like trying to deal with both of them at the same time. So we sort of said, once Daisy's back in school full time, then we'll go for it because then it, you know she's here on her own a lot more. So. Yeah, it's like I said, the NFL is a great sport to be into if you're a new father as well. Yeah. One in the morning till half four in the morning, you're like, well, this will do. Here's an an excuse to have some pizza at half two in the morning. Yeah, I used to get up, make a bottle and then make a cup of tea and just go and sit and watch that. And then he'd he'd actually, on on most nights, he'd probably fall asleep after about half an hour. And I'd just be sat there for a couple of hours myself, which is my own fault then for feeling tired, but... I was already up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know what you mean. I used to do the same. Like, if fall asleep in the crib next year, it's like it's hardly worth getting up. But then you're like up till half four in the morning. Yeah, and then she, then Jody comes down like, oh, did you have a difficult night? You're like horrendous. Absolutely yeah. horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. Shattered. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't hear him screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that I've been sat down here playing football manager, watching NFL and eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the eating isn't isn't great though, is it? No, no, I mean that's what to be honest, no one I, I wasn't this is what I wasn't prepared for. I mean, as as you know, Jamie, I, I can eat anyway and I don't mind stopping for a bit of lunch. Yes. But I end up I end up finishing four dinners now. Like I've got my own, I'll finish whatever's left in the pan. Jody'll generally leave something and you know, or I need to just learn to chuck stuff away. Like all the girl stuff, I'm like, I'll oh, just finish that off. But then you realise, like, you're finishing off 
like a family of four's tuna pasta bake it, mate, just in one city. <laughs> I do exactly the same. I don't like waste, and usually, no. and and usually they don't like the bits that I do like. You know, like the crispy bits at the end of the pan or something, or yeah. the bit that they don't want on their plate, and so they'll leave it. And then I think, oh, I don't want to waste it. I'll eat that. And then, like you say, you have the end of the pan as well while you're tidying up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you've had a, you've had your meal plus two probably. It's not great. Yeah. Well, my kids seem to be like vegetarians because they just won't eat the meat at all. They'll pit round meat. Like Daisy used to, when she was first born, she, she'd love that sort of stuff. Now she doesn't really eat it. So she's round it. To be fair, she's pretty good with vegetables and stuff like that. And Nan's, to be fair, both of them as babies, unbelievable eaters. Like literally, yeah. you can tell they're my children. They come on <laughs> from nursery. And like the, the little circle of she's eating all the breakfast, all the snack, lunch tea then she had seconds of a pudding I'm like yeah that's my kid all right <laughs> she is she's polishing up Mine just seems to graze throughout the day i mean he loves a breakfast he'll have he'll have two or three helpings of breakfast between at the moment between here and his his grandparents he'll probably start off with cereal here um and then he'll have a couple of rounds of toast when he gets there out or something like that but then for the rest of the day he's just grazing but He's still, yeah. he's still small. There's nothing to him. But, um, yeah, just eating. Eating and not having anywhere to sort of go and work it off or time to go and get rid of it is is the problem that I've found over the past 12 months. Yeah, so, I mean, to be fair, I'd, I've ballooned my weight like two or you know, three or four times during my adulthood where I put it all on, lose it, put it all on, lose it. It's just, just the way I... I've been and I'll probably always bloody be. I'll probably never lose it again though now. That's the thing. <laughs> I've just lost all the energy to want to do anything. But yeah, I think I'd probably once things start opening up again, just go, I mean, I've been saying about going on bike rides or something. Not just the the health side of it, but literally, no offence to the three of them, just a bit of time, just yeah. to myself. Yeah. Just get out, you know, <laughs> go away. But, uh, you know, go for a bike ride or something for a couple, an hour or so. And like you say, it makes you feel better as well. That's the other thing with the tiredness. And when you do exercise, you do feel better. Yeah. You feel less tired doing all the other stuff with the kids and that. So It's just forcing that's yourself what, yeah. to start, isn't it? That's it. It's just breaking it. Like you say, yeah. it's literally just breaking yourself in. Like, once you get going, you're okay. But my problem has always been sustaining that. So, like, for I've been do a good two three months spurt where i'm eating well and, and uh exercising but i just struggle to sustain that always always like i'd just rather sit and play football manager now so i got to that point where football manager will do. well football manager was one of the things i had written down on my list because like during in particular this lockdown uh after christmas i've well i've been busy throughout the year doing the house and stuff but when i've not been doing that and you know, I've, I've generally, it's always on my laptop. I'm always there. But this time around, I think we seem to have all um, regressed back to sort of teenagers in terms of we don't go out or do anything. We don't go anywhere. We're just sat at home playing football manager and texting each other about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I, said, I remember when I was like 15 and like half term, I'd wake up at half eight, fire up the computer. And then go bed at half five, and I'd literally done nothing apart from going downstairs and grab it, grabbing three yeah. meals. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Jodie has completely had enough of it. She, my laptop was broken for about five weeks over Christmas, 
and I just didn't know what to do with myself. So it's, <laughs> that was it a bit for me. And that was around the time that it was kicking off with us all. We all seemed to have started it around the same time. We were all firing off messages about it and, and you know, who's doing, yeah. who's doing well and who mm. wasn't doing well and all this kind of stuff. And, and whoever had the new game and you were sat there like, still haven't got my laptop back yet. Yeah, cold feet. I was just like cold turkey, like shaking. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying, no. I was saying the other day, I... Um, I met up with Aaron and we went for a walk and then we got back and it was just in conversation about gaming and stuff. And like, cause my PlayStation is now in the living room, which is our main space where we all go and sit and watch TV and everything. I don't, I very rarely get to go on it unless I sort of plan it. Whereas I stay up later than they do when they've gone bed and I do it over Friday night or something. But my laptop, I could just stick on and put footy manager on. In, in on a Sunday afternoon, I'm still sat in the room with them. I'm still with them. I'm in and out and of of the game and stuff. And I just sit in the corner and c- crack on with it. And and before you know it, you, you've been on it for three or four hours. <laughs> now now you've got to make tea or it's bedtime for the kid or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same because my Xbox is down here in the in the sort of living room because we use it for like the DVDs for the kids and that more than anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm the same. If I want to play Madden, I've got to wait till not only the kids go to bed, but Jodie goes to bed. So, yeah, yeah. Like, the other night, I think it was about 4 to 11, I fired up Madden. I was like, yes, we'll have to, I've got, got, got a beer out, but here we go, a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. I'm not up in the morning with the kids. Put it in, please insert the disc. But it is in. So, put it in again, please insert the disc. Took it out. Bogey or whatever it was, some sort of child. <laughs> Child-based fluid been smeared all over my disc and Lovely. scratched. So I'm going to assume that Nancy has had at that, and that was the end of Madden. So, which happened last year? So I, I seem to get about two months out of like a two, three months out of a game, and then the kids just scratch it, just wreck it. So because <laughs> perfect height for Nancy to press the button and sort of grab the disc. Uh, because Daisy started doing it because she likes to put her own disc and obviously when out when we go to the toilet or whatever, or when you're making tea, we find time to break things while you're not looking. So Yeah. But yeah, so I think to be honest, my Xbox now, I think it's it's pretty much gone. I've just given up with it. So. It's the it's the kids now. They they uh, they own it, they've taken ownership of that. Um, I, I was in the garage the other day because I've still got some boxes that we haven't sort of sorted through in the garage and I found a PS3, a PlayStation 2, a load of Super Nintendo games and some PlayStation 2 games, um, one of which was Crash Bandicoot and I thought, he might play that with me. I could get him into that and it might keep him quiet for 10 minutes while we're doing whatever we're doing. So I've now got PlayStation 2 set up in the bedroom, in my bedroom, um, with Crash Bandicoot on it, and he was on it the other night, and and he was loving it, um, and I was also loving it. <laughs> I got back into it as well. Um, but I used it... to give uh, Daisy one of it because obviously we've got wireless controls. I just used to give her one and not turn it on, and I was like, "Oh, you're doing great." And she's like, "Not a good one. Yeah, <laughs> but he distracted her for half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. I've always saved them all because I thought, obviously, they'd come in handy one day and go back on them or the kids might use them or something. But I've been reluctant to, you know, put them in their bedroom or anything like that. They haven't got He hasn't got a TV in his room or anything. But 
just thought something different that he's not been on before. It obviously entertains them for a while, so that's going to be useful to have over a weekend when we want to do something, when we've got our own jobs to do, um, keep him entertained. But then, obviously, he did not know how to play it properly, so he shouted him every five minutes, just do this bit. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they take it off him, he wants it back because he wants to do it himself, but he can't. So it's going to cause an argument yeah. at some point, I imagine. But um... Yeah, Daisy hasn't got a telly upstairs or anything, but she, we did get her a tablet um, for her birthday uh, last year. So she's got like, um, there's loads of games on there. Like you say, it's the same thing. When you get to something you can't do, they just get frustrated because yeah. they don't want you to do it, but they can't do it. So it's, yeah, yeah. you struggle with it. But yeah, she, she, you know, and it's like you try and put like the educational games on and she's like, I'm not, I'm not having that. Skip but straight like, past them, don't they? Get me straight back on the Barbie game. Yeah. Or some, some obnoxious... YouTuber dressed up as the YouTube ones where they talk absolute rubbish, and you you can hear it you, like you can hear it as background noise sometimes, and like you pay more attention to it sometimes than others, don't you? And you think, what are they talking about? It's just nonsense. <laughs> she she watches this one um, where there's like two frozen dolls, and it is absolute. It's just like, how do you watch this? It's yeah. awful. Yeah, but it keeps her quiet, so you yeah. know you just can't get on with it. Yeah, it, it serves its purpose at times. But yeah. Then he went through a phase of calling sweets candy, and we were like, "That's oh, that's come Americanism. from that's come from YouTube. Yeah. That's not sticking. We're not having that. They're sweets." Um, yeah, she calls it candy as well. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like you say, because you stick it on, and you just completely zone out because you're like, "I'm not watching this." Yeah. But yeah. It's just come up with some weird stuff that obviously they've been spoken about. Like she was talking about dead people the other day, or someone was someone was going to kill her, and I was like, "Right, what, what are you talking?" And then it turned out it was it's like this like superheroes little program she watches, like something they called the Super Pops or something. And then there was something she was worried about it from there, and he's just saying, "Should I have been letting you watch this?" <laughs> yeah. The audience because it, it can't be adults and it can't be teenagers, but, but I don't know, maybe it was somewhere else. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, they, they watched some absolutely times. I can't think of there was some something he came out with a few weeks ago, and I can't think what it was, but I was thinking, where's he had that from? I was trying to ask him, where who's told you that? Who speaks to you like that? and he was like, oh, nobody, I just do it myself, but I was like, you've got to have seen it somewhere or heard it somewhere. Nobody mentions it to you, none of your friends or all this and like nothing, no. But he's not mentioned it since, so I can't even remember what it was. Um, but there's always yeah. something new on the horizon, isn't there, that they come out with that you don't want them to say. <laughs> but they, 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 they pick stuff up. So, the, the, and are this, how old would she have been? She would have been about two inch. She was, um, she woke up, I'm just trying to remember which way it happened. It's about three in the morning. We'd had a really rubbish night, and it was my turn through the night. So me, the way me and Jody do it is one of us does through the night. So essentially, 11 o'clock until I think the handover officially was about half five. And then the other person would be responsible for getting up. And I had a rubbish night with her, and that's what she'd done. She'd horrendous diarrhea. Like, 
are flowing everywhere. You know, one of those ones where it's just they've completely emptied out. They're obviously not well. <laughs> so I took the gaffy off um, to, to change it. And then uh, sort of try, it's like, you know what it's like. It's going everywhere. And you're trying to just do your best, do your best. So you've got a legs and you're just trying to get it away from the back, make sure you can put it down. So as soon as I put it down, sit her up, sit her up, take her jammers off. And then she just threw up all over me. And I went, oh, for f-. you know. And I thought, well, you know, got to change, put her back to bed. Next day, she dropped her, mil- she dropped her milk in the beaker and went, oh, for fuck. And Jodie just looked at me like, where has she learned that? Well, it's, it's amazing. You can try and teach them stuff like, what, what's your birthday or that? But you make one slip up yeah. in the night yeah. and they remember that. That's the bit they remember. Yeah. But she went through a phase then of just throwing her water or milk to the floor and going, oh, for... And it was very difficult to get her to stop doing it. Yeah, we, we've been lucky with that, actually. We've not... There's not been too many of them. I think because we, we just we just don't acknowledge it and don't make any deal about it when it has happened, yeah. and then it's just never carried on. But there has been times where certain things have come out, and we're just like, "Where's it? Where is he getting that from?" And we can only think maybe yeah. school or something he's watched that he's not sure that because he's going through a stage now where he wants to have the net the the Fire Stick controller, and he wants to pick his program. Yeah. We, we have to turn it on for him, but then he wants to choose his program and he'll just scroll through the entire Netflix catalogue and he'll let, you know, how it plays like a little trailer as you hover over it. He'll just let it play and then he'll decide, no, and I'll just go on to the next one, just keep going. He's done about an hour's worth of viewing and he's not put anything on. But yeah. obviously some of, some of them are older age, aren't they? Um, so he's, he's, yeah. I mean, I, put, I can't remember. There's a... It was like one of those days where she's flicking through Netflix and you're like, oh, come on, let's... And I said, I'll tell you what, let's watch Tintin. Yeah. So the adventures of Tintin, I'm thinking, this is, you know, I used to watch this as a kid, Tintin, this would be a good show. I'll probably enjoy it myself. Yeah. Within 10 minutes, we'd watched a man be shot and was bleeding out outside the front door. And I was like, are you joking? Yeah. I thought this up. I thought this would be safe for a four-year-old. Yeah. Like, literally shot dead. And... Even being shot, okay, we can move past that. This scene of CGI, someone bleeding out on a street. Yeah. I was like, I think, think we should probably turn this over, actually. Yeah, we've tried to, like, we'd put stuff on because we, we were sick of watching Paw Patrol or Peppa Pig on repeat all day or whatever a new thing he was into that he hammers for days and days. And so we were like, let's find something to watch so we probably end up trying to put a film on or something that we watched as kids or when we were younger thinking that it's safe and then you as you're watching it as an adult you realize all the bits in it that are really not appropriate for children <laughs> or like it's, it's actually scarier than you think like yeah chitty bang bang it's like you know that that child catcher is scary yeah you know yeah yeah we We've done, you go through like stuff going, oh, I'm not sure actually we should let you watch this. But then when you watch it, because you saw they've already been watching it, they're like, they love it. They're like, they then want to watch it all the time. You're like, it's like, do I want to have this battle or do I want to have the peace for an hour and a half knowing that there's a little scene yeah. in there that's not really what you should be watching? But. 
Yeah, and then if you turn it off, then they want it all the more, and you, you yeah, you got the battle on your hands. Then. Yeah, there's a couple of films that like, I'm trying to remember what it was. If you really like watched it, and there was that one scene that you had to fight through. Like I can't, I don't think it was. I think it was more language more than anything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Is it? It was like completely out of place as well. It's like, why is this in here? Is there something banging in your background? Uh, sorry, that's me. That's me naturally banging. Uh, it's just being brains. picked up. It's gonna. It's. It was quite loud at certain parts before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, YouTube. The neighbour actually does all his DIY. DIY about this time. So he's banging the bed. <laughs> well, I've been doing that today. I'll be trying to finish the kitchen. Been the yeah tile in the kitchen, which has been fun. Especially yeah. running around, like I'll be doing something or working on it, trying to concentrate or whatever. I'll go outside to maybe cut some tiles or get something. I come back in, and he's been in, and he's grabbed me tools and run off. And now I can't find them. And I think I'm either going mad or because I'm like, I'm sure I just put that there. So I go back outside in the garage to see if I took it with me. And no, he's got it in the living room. He's yeah. trying to hide it down the sofa or something. <laughs> yeah, we—that's what. Absolutely horrendous to that. Like you turn your back for one second, and then the next thing, like one of them's walking around with a hammer. Like yeah, that, yeah. Like, oh, like just coming up to a sister, and you're like, no. Or, or yeah, we. Or banging on your freshly painted wall, putting dents in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've. I mean, luckily, a lot of our paint is that wipe away stuff. So yeah. Right. It comes off, but yeah, I remember we wouldn't. It wouldn't have been long. After we bought, uh, after we paid someone to come in and do it, because I hate doing stuff like that. And Jody said I wasn't very good at it, which was rude. But, you know, fair so someone just came in and did the downstairs. And um, me and Daisy, it was Halloween, making like um, pumpkin biscuits. Obviously, it's, it's all orange. So I said, oh, right, you know, when you're just like tossing it and molding it. And I went, there you go, have a go. And she just went like that. Right back to the ceiling, left a big orange patch right on the, <laughs> on the like a week. You just can't have anything without them just straight away smashing no. it up. No, We're getting some over it. But yeah, it's, um, we, I've been trying to put off as much DIY as I can. I think I've painted near enough all the upstairs this uh, over the last sort of six months. It's the garden she's she wants doing next, so decking and. I feel I feel like by the time by the time I feel like I've got through my own list that I can say I've I'm finished, I'll have to start again on something else or start decorating from the beginning again. Yeah, I mean we've done obviously Nancy's room was probably this time last year we did it, um, so it was ready. Uh, sorry, no, it'd been yeah about two years ago I suppose because she was a year and a half. Um, Daisy's room I've repainted recently. We've got to replace all the furniture in there. And then, like you say, by the time I've, we've done the garden and that, you're like, oh, our bedroom could do with a... Start painting the house again, yeah. You've never, I hate it as well. I'm terrible at it. At DIY, I can paint. Yeah. Not very well if it's Joni, but I can paint. Yeah. But anything else, I am terrible at. Putting furniture together, it's just... I'm, I can do it. I just need direction. Like, I, can, I can't read... Like, Ikea instructions. I need words. Like... Don't just give me those pictures because <laughs> I've just put them the wrong way round. I've been waiting up going to like some sort of uh, creating a furniture business where we like colour code which way things need to be. Yeah. Every time, 
every time I put things the wrong way around. So it's like, oh, that, that bit should be facing in. Like, well, it's obvious now, but I didn't know that as I was putting it together. And that was like the first part you put on, and now the rest yeah. of it's been built around it. You have to take it all to pieces to get that piece out. Yeah, yeah I've done that by not reading the instructions because I thought I knew better. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it looks simple. I know how to put that together. Dead easy. But obviously not. But, yeah, um, was, I mean, we had a carpet replaced and we tried to get, like, we got this massive uh, cupboard with all the clothes in it and didn't even think about the fact that we wouldn't be able to fit it out the door in one piece. Yeah. And try taking it apart once you've got IKEA stuff apart. It's not going back together again. No, so just, no. Just crap out of it and chucked it down the stairs. But then, then you're putting more furniture together and it's like, I just stop making me put furniture together. <laughs> I've just been trying to, last week, do a sliding door in the kitchen. So I bought a load of doors to replace every door in the house inside because they were on offer last year. So I thought, well, Get all them, eight doors, job done. We saved a bit of money, great. Obviously, as we're going along and we're doing the kitchen or whatever, we've started realising that actually we've bought one of these new, these big fridges. Door isn't going to open up that way without it hitting the freezer door as it opens the opposite way. So we're going to have to come up with an idea. So some point last year when my dad was here giving me hand, he said, um, why don't you just put a sliding door on? Dead easy. Just use them doors and just put a sliding door on. I thought, yeah, not a bad idea. Go on, order a rail and everything that I need, all the kit, 20 quid off Amazon or something. It's been sat underneath the kitchen counter for probably five or six months. I've never got around to it. Come to do it, and apparently, I didn't know, a regular-sized door doesn't fit. It's too small. You need an actual a wider door because it, as to account for the gaps where you've had to take the door frame off. Um, yeah. So that took me pretty much all day to get to that point, to then hang the door on and realize that it was too small. And I could have, I could have ripped it off and thrown it down the garden. I was in that bad of a mood with it. Um, yeah. So now I've got to try and either find a, a bigger door that, that's not too expensive because apparently now, now that I want one, it can be quite pricey. So, or maybe look at making one or have one made, which is another set of time and a thing on its own, isn't it? A job of its own. So um, I'm just stuck now with a door that's slightly too small um, around each edge to fill the hole in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll have the rest of the kitchen finished finally, apart from the door, which is really going to annoy me now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's always bloody sort of thing. It's just everything's nothing's ever easy, is it? That's, no. You know, like obviously, we were getting to a point where I was supposed to finish paying my car off in um, this November. Yeah. And then obviously, in last well four weeks ago, whatever it was, when we had the snow and the ice, uh, wrote off my car by crashing, and then I've gone through. You know, essentially, nearly being completely fine with the cars, they're all paid off and done for. To so having to take out a bloody bank load for ten grand to buy another one, and wow. it's just—it's like nothing. It's never ending. It's, it does get to that point. You feel like it's just one thing after another because we we had a car incident, uh, probably getting on for two years ago now. It'll be probably be, uh, two years in April, 
where somebody ran into the back of us, no fault of our own. Um, it took so long and, and medicals and all this rubbish that we had to go through to try and get this claim settled and all that kind of stuff. Finally got it all settled, but like, it's partly my own fault because I, I received some money at the beginning of the process that I thought I would keep safe in a savings account for when the rest of the money came in and I could get, get myself an equivalent car or something. Um, but at the same time we were using, we were at the budget going for doing the house up. It was a bit of a restoration job and ended up using it as part of the house. But I thought it'd be fine because we'll settle the rest of it. The claim will come through and I'll still be able to get a car and I'll save a little bit in the meantime as well. And then the rest of the money come through and it wasn't actually as much as we thought it might be. And I haven't saved anything in the meantime because it just hasn't happened. Um, so now I'm driving around in like my sister's old car that is on finance that my mum's still paying off because my sister decided to get a new one and just leave my mum with this paying off this one. And I haven't can't afford another car unless I get like an old banger that I've already sold yeah. for as much money as I could get because I thought I'd get a newer one. So now I'm a bit yeah. stuck. Um, and so, and I, I need something a bit bigger because obviously I'm going to have two kids, a pram, I've got two dogs. We go out and take the dogs for walks and stuff. I need something a bit bigger. It's always been my plan, but I just never got to the point where I could just afford to get one outright. Uh, so we've got, I mean, I think boot space was the biggest thing that Jodie wanted on her sort of park, well, parking centres. Uh, always handy. Space. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. Parallel Park this morning, no issue. Just whipped it in there outside the school. But she wanted parking centres in a bigger boot because, like I say, the prams, and then when you go on holiday, like you forget, even like when we went um, centre parks, just the four of us, yeah. like you, your boot's completely rammed with, yeah. with stuff. So, yeah, two dogs as well. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, so that's... It's on the cards at some point this year because I know that this car that I've got isn't mine, um, and it's got to go back. Some we've got to go back at some point because it's not really needed when I don't need it. So um, it was just handy that they had it at the time. But um, yeah, I, before Christmas, I put a full MOT on my car um, that I had that was supposed to only be a cheap runaround while I was settling my claim and I could afford something better. And I ended up having it way longer than I planned. And then I've got an MOT on it, spent a few quid on it, not a lot on the MOT. And then I thought, now is probably the best time to sell it. I'm going to get as much as I'm ever going to get out of it. So I did that and I sold it fairly quickly. And now I'm stuck because <laughs> I haven't quite yeah. quite got enough to get something I want. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we were going to sit on it for a little while. But it was with Jody. Like I say, going to university again in September, she's going to be on placements and that. It's um, She's uh, going to have to do shifts at the hospital and stuff, so she needs her own car. Yeah. To be here. yeah. Need to be able to get her out, don't she, on her own? Yeah, so obviously, midwifery course, I think she'll get enough of children there. So I don't think we'll ever have a requirement for a third. Well, won't be a requirement. There's definitely no appetite from my end to have a third child. I'm happy with the two we've got. That's the undercurrent of our conversations. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I think two is more than adequate for my, my liking. Well, you've, 
you've got two girls and I'm going to end up with two boys. Yeah. So there is always that burning question of what if we had... Yeah, go, go to the third one. And I, yeah. I always thought, oh, we try for a boy. And then I thought, you know what? I'm absolutely happy with two girls. Uh, you know, when you, I never thought I'd have girls. I don't know why. I always thought, even when Joan was pregnant, I think she thought we were going to have a boy as well. I don't know why. You just, sometimes you have something in your mind where you say it, which is, I just always thought it was going to be a boy. But yeah, it is like Daisy is a really girly girl as well and it's not like I mean I've tried wrestling and darts and it's just not working she's not getting into that (laughs) no you know I don't know why you know I mean wrestling and darts uh, (laughs) who wouldn't love it but no so it's quite a a girly house and you know most of the time I mean Jodie watches some rubbish as well but it's just although to be fair we're watching Sopranos at the minute so so working my way through that. But yeah, I think any burning desire to have a boy has gone. I, I'm more than happy with my two girls. I think, yeah, I'm kind of of that mindset at this moment in time. Um, we'll see how the whole, uh, the rest of pregnancy and, and the birth goes and stuff. I'm thinking it might be enough to put her off wanting any more. I don't know. Um, I think she's found it slightly more difficult this time around. We've already having a four-year-old you've got to run around after. It's not the same as first time around where if you know you felt tired, you could just have a nap whenever. You've still got somebody running around and shouting you every five minutes. So it's been different this time again. So I don't know, maybe, but we've, we just keep saying it's a conversation for another day. Um, and then we were talking about um, that message that I sent into the group few nights ago where I was talking about something completely different, but it had, had the mention of the word snip in it, <laughs> I think, was it? Yeah. Um, and somebody just thought that that's what I'd had done or I was going to get done, and it generated its own conversation. Um, I, I, I don't know if I – I don't know if I could do that. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm, uh, part of me right now would go tomorrow if we said, oh, we can have you in and you go and do it because I am happy with my lot. But like you say, the other thing is we're, we're still pretty young and you never know how things shake out. And You know, but yeah, I think, I think tomorrow if someone said to me, do, do you want to get it done now? I'd be, I'd be hard tempted not to say no. So There's been certain, there's been certain times where I would have been tempted just to say, take the whole lot, you know, just <laughs> shave it all completely off. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's no danger ever again. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I think if you, like, the way I always think is if you need, like, to upgrade your car, like, I know someone who's had three kids and like, oh, we can't fit three child seats in the car, so we've got to buy, you know, a, a car that can cater for it. Yeah. And if one of you has always got to be holding two two hands when you're on holiday, that's what I always think about. My go-to is always, what's going to happen when we're on holiday in Spain? <laughs> we've got one each manageable. If I'm trying to deal with two or she is, it's just too much. So yeah, I think that's why two's the happy number. I think for me. Well, I, I worked with somebody years ago who had two, two girls, and they they thought they would try for a boy. It ended up having twins, one of each. They had a boy and a girl, but they were twins, and so they ended up with four. So she said, "It's not all, it's not all as uh, easy to plan as you might think it is," and that that stuck with me from 
what yeah. like 10 years ago and i'm like well maybe you don't want to take this risk yeah, yeah. i think i think twins to me were always I was always hoping that the first pregnancy was twins and that I could go, Doug, this yeah, is it. I'm out. Straight in, straight out, two of them, <laughs> go to school at the same time. They'll be exactly the same age, so you ain't got to worry about, you know, one of them's at one school and the other one, like, in a few years' time, obviously we'll have Daisy in high school and Nancy in primary school and you'll have to do that juggling, getting in between the schools. You know, if you have twins, it's like, no, that's it. They all do something yeah. at the same time. It's like, Primary school, high school, 18, off you go. Go and enjoy yourselves. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, like, like you say, I can just imagine, oh, we'll have one more, and then you end up with twins or quadruple, you know, yeah. quads or something. And then, like, you haven't just got to get a bigger car, but you're probably going to have to move house as well to get a yeah. bigger house. And it just it just keeps going, doesn't it? I mean, you've got to, you've got to think about it at some point and first say. Yeah, and I know, you know, you don't really think, I mean, I certainly, well, didn't do much thinking the first time around because it wasn't something we were actively looking to do. It just, yeah. You know, a happy accident. Um, but when you look now at like, how much we pay for nursery fees yeah, yeah, for Nancy, and she only goes two days a week, you know, I think the nursery we send her, I think it's, when we started, I think it was about 57 quid when we started with that, with Daisy which was still quite expensive, to be fair. One of the more expensive nurseries around here, but it's but where I go work, it's the perfect one. So it's it's easier for both of us to get there. So it's sort of why we chose it. And it's obviously, it's, it is a good nursery as well. So I'll give it its due. But now it's like 63 quid a day with Nancy to go. Yeah. And she's only gone two days a week. And, you know, we were looking because with Jodie going to university, she's going to have to go full time or at least three days a week. And uh, a nana will have it for two days. But you tot it up and you're like, that's 11 grand for three days. Then it's crazy, you know, if, to think that that's what you're spending on just a child for a year just to go and do some, you know, it's not even like that's the good stuff you do with them. You just, I mean? it's, basically, it's basically just so that you can go to work, carry on going to work, isn't it? You're paying yeah. just to send yourself to work. It's... That's the way I think of it as well, and I just say it, it's it's ridiculous amounts of money, really, isn't it? But I think I don't know. I mean, each to their own. Everybody's got their own idea of of how they want things to be and family and stuff. But I think then you know days are gone where families, were, big families, were the norm, and and people just had loads of kids. Like my nan and granddad on my dad's side. Um, I think, what did they have? Five or six? Five, I think. So it's not unusual to me to see a big family, but to me, I just think for my, my circumstance and my situation, it, it unfortunately, it's probably not affordable in a, in a, it's horrible to say, but that's what it yeah. comes down to, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Well, it's changed, hasn't it? Like, so I went to Catholic school and, you know, the big old Irish Catholic families and that, and there's yeah. a few of those. Around, but like you're saying now, you don't often see many people who've got more than two, three kids at, at a push at, in this generation, you know. And it's changed though, hasn't it? Because the world's changed. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, dad went to work, mum stayed at home. And it's just, that's not the way the world is anymore. So it's just, it's not really feasible to have, you know, multiple, multiple children anymore. Yeah. And obviously, the, the world's changed in terms of religion and the 
you know, there's like the old Catholic guilt and all that stuff. It's not the way it was back in the day so do you know what she put on the other night that um have you seen that program 22 and counting that family that have yeah. got 22 kids she had that on the is other night the, uh, is that the pie man the yeah man yeah. Pie yeah yeah so she put that on telly the other night and we were watching it and stuff and i was just like i can't imagine their life so to me so stressful yeah i just 22 kids you just like birthdays, it'd be like an every yeah. week occurrence, wouldn't they? You just, it'd just be horrendous. I, I, I'm not even sure how you could like take it. Like if there's a baby crying, like there could be four or five kids you're supposed to be dealing with in the middle of the night. I just think how, how are you sleeping? Yeah, how would you manage that? I don't know. No, twenty-two. No, like I say, the thought of three, three at a push. I think we could. Maybe in a few years, never say never. That <laughs> you could potentially think about it again, but certainly no more than three for me. My idea has always been two or three, preferably two. But like you say, you never—is it? I'm only one side of the argument, unfortunately. So. That's always that's always the part of it, isn't it? Where that's a conversation with the other party another day. <laughs> Yeah, wait and see. My other party tends to win most of our conversations. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think I think she I think she's happy with two as well. So yeah, two, they're more than a handful. Those pair. But then I always think, as they start to get older, your life starts to come back where you can start to do more adulty stuff that you, you you used to do before children but you can also do that with the children when they get a little bit older to a certain age and yeah. and you know life changes and moves on doesn't it whereas if you've i don't know if you like with that program with all the 22 kids you're like in a perpetual cycle of having a baby aren't you it's like you never yeah. get out of that but once you get past once they start getting up towards i don't know maybe seven eight nine ten or something like that they start to be able to go places and do stuff with you more as grown-up stuff don't they you don't always have to cater to young little ones as much yeah that, that's the benefit sort of having your kids younger as well isn't it? i mean i was i think i was how old would i have been 24 24 25 when daisy was born so yeah young youngish so you, you think when she's 18, what, 42, 43? You, you young, know? young for us and our, our group of friends, wasn't it? Yeah. It was you, yeah. it was you and then there was us, I think. Yeah, pretty, pretty close after, weren't you? So, yeah. Like I say, it wasn't something we planned for anyway. But, <laughs> you know, obviously glad it happened. And like, like you say, that is part of it. You think, well, by the time, you know, not the 10 years or so, the girls will be old enough, 10, 12 years, the girls are old enough to look after himself. And we can sort of get back to having a, a reasonable, you know, social life and holidays and all that stuff. But the yeah. thing is, with the way, I, the way we are, I'd imagine they'll, they'll be bloody here till the 25 anyway, coming everywhere with us. Probably, yeah. In the correct age anyway, where you can, let, that you can do what you want, they can do what they want, so... Yeah, I think there's, there's something for that, isn't it? Where, you know, 
But if you think about it, I mean, 10 years is nothing. I mean, the last 10 years has seemed to have just flown by, hasn't it? But, you know, some of our friends might not even have had any children or, or had their first child in the next 10 years. So, I mean, one thing I didn't really, I'm always a bit grumpy and a bit reluctant about having more kids or whatever. But one thing I didn't want to do is leave it really late and, and be an older parent type of thing. Because I thought, you can do all your parenting let them grow up and then you can kind of restore, get back to some sort of life that you had before and enjoy it while you're still young enough to, you know? Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's two ways to go for it. Isn't there? You, get, you do it young and it's done and you can, you know, you get that sort of life back or you go the other way and you can go and wait and wait yeah. and sort of live your life and do what you want to do. And then have children. Like I said, I think the best way is while you're reasonably young and, energetic do it and then like you say as you're still at a reasonable age your kids are you know growing up and you know like i said able to do what they want hang around with you when they want to but also leave you alone when they want to get get them moved out it just in time for mum and dad to go off to ib for again yeah just go back out now <laughs> yeah there's the screaming at your throne like throwing a skyrim out of your head because you won't put youtube back on yep right, no. no it's tea time you're not watching youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yesterday nancy gave me the look when i put her in the bath and i was like she's not going to hear is she and then i could see her straining literally managed to get her up out of the bath and yeah. over the toilet as she she uh, went to the toilet, so to speak. Just managed to avoid getting it all in the bath. That's not happened in any of the any other of the bathing experiences. So oh, really? We avoided that. I've had sick in the mouth from both of them now. At this point, peed on. Although with a girl, it's a lot easier to avoid than it is with a boy that can go everywhere. I yeah, think, so. yeah. It's going back to your diarrhea story. <laughs> One of them yeah. nights that I was sat downstairs, it was it was literally about 15 minutes after my wife had gone up to bed and it was me taking over and I thought, right, get the NFL on, kettle's on, bottle's warming, just change his nappy now, keep him happy. He was in an okay mood. And uh, I projectile diarrhea straight up the curtains in the living room. <laughs> it went all over the carpet, in a straight line, carpet, up the curtains, on my trouser leg, um, and I was stuck with a baby that's got poo everywhere, a carpet and a curtain, and got poo on myself. I couldn't do anything and go anywhere. Uh, so I had to shout her back down after she just sat in bed just to hold him while I clean this and try and get things back straight. But um, yeah, you, get, you get used to dealing with fluid pretty quickly, don't you? And like, I mean, it's like poo and sick or whatever. It just doesn't, 
you get to a point where it just doesn't phase you because you're dealing with it that often. All the time, yeah. Here yeah. we go again. Yeah. Like Nancy threw up on me the other night when I was putting her to bed. She just had too much milk. She was fine. She just went, Ugh! and then she was like, oh, I'm okay again now. I sort of sat down in like the same t shirt on with like six stain on it. Jody's like, what are you doing? That is <laughs> disgusting. But it's like, I just, I'm past the point of caring now. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm just going to lie on this sofa. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I think we've, we've, uh, like, it's, <laughs> there was a few times where, He'd go upstairs to bed and like he'd like force a trump out. So then he had to go for a poo and he'd get, get himself an extra 10 minutes not going to bed. And then as he started trying to do that more frequently, he was pushing more when there was nothing there. And then uh, yep. he pooed himself. So I've <laughs> <laughs> got to now clean him off and get him ready for bed. So that was like an half an hour ordeal. Um, and I think it was when he said, I w- it was. My wife's night to take him up, and I was I was downstairs, whatever I was doing, and I could hear him going upstairs. And she sort of said to him, "Where are you going now?" And he went to the toilet. She said, "You don't need to. You've just been. It's bedtime now." And uh, he went, "Well, I've just trumped and it's wet, and I think I've pooed myself. <laughs> I'm just sat downstairs giggling to myself, thinking I'm glad it's not my night." Yeah, Daisy did the same. Where she sort of learned that the only time we'd, she'd like get out of bed. Be like you're allowed to get out of bed to go to the toilet only. Yeah. So she'd go to the toilet. You just see in her face like there's nothing there, but she's really pushed. And like, if you don't need to go, please stop pushing. You're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started. He, he he was great at going to bed and and he'd get up and go to the toilet and stuff. And then um, more recently, he started at a few nights where he started wetting the bed. So we thought we'll start taking him to bed before we fully go to bed. And uh, and that's been working. So then, when you say it's you know the whole parenting thing, it's worth it. That five minutes of when you go in to get him when he's asleep and quiet and peaceful and calm, and it looks like the bottle wouldn't melt. That's the bit that's worth it. But yeah. then the whole day you've had with him when he's had a bad day and you feel like tearing your hair out is the bit that you think this ain't yeah. worth it. I don't want any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that like Daisy sort of has a habit of getting out of bed like twice a night when you put her down and you just hear from that night from upstairs daddy daddy and then she'll just make like you can see when you go up like what she's like the cogs are going when she tries to make something up yeah like i am sweaty like oh okay <laughs> take, take your top off then and go to bed yeah <laughs> nice try back to bed <laughs> yeah but now to, to be fair she's like you say, similar thing where they just go through regressions, don't they? And you think you've that's the most frustrating part, I think, as a parent, where you think, Oh, we've cracked that and we're on to the next bit now, like, oh, she's out of nappies, done. And then three months later, out of nowhere, they start wetting themselves again. And you think, Yeah, what's going on here? We we dealt with this and yeah, and then you go back. But it's the thing is that the, everything with kids, it's not a straight line, is it? It's always sort of up and down and you come back round, so yeah, the regressions, they're the things, when you think you've nailed it, like, you get them sleeping through the night, and then, like, they go through six weeks of waking up every two hours, and you're like, why is this happening? Yeah, 
what did we do here? Where did it go? Try troubleshooting. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just as you start like this is all right, isn't it? Like, yeah. Down, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To be, to be fair to Nancy, the youngest one, she sleeps better than Daisy does. It yeah. is. She, she'll go to bed. She'll be fine. She might wake up every now and then in in the night at two in the morning, slip the dummy back in, away you go. But Daisy gets up like three or four times just to thought she wants a chat. Like, the other the other morning she come in. And said, oh, I want a drink of water free. So I got her a little bit of water. And then she, I went back to my bedroom and I heard a light go on. And then I walked in and she'd like had a duck, a Barbie's out on the floor. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing, you madman? It's three in the morning. She's like, I just want to play. I'm like, you can't play now. It's three o'clock. Uh, then screaming, crying, I don't want to go to bed. Like, it's three in the morning. Would it? <laughs> Would it have been inappropriate to just notice what she was doing and then close the door slowly and go back to yeah, bed? Yeah, no, part of me did think I should have just left her to it. And she probably would have slept longer in the morning as well. So. Well, she probably would have been knackered because she'd been up all night playing with Barbies. That's thing. That's when you think, like, oh, well, let me stay up a bit late tonight. Like when you used to have your, the grandparents around or whatever, pre-COVID and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, let them stay up. And you'd let them stay up. Still get up at, like, yeah. five in the morning we quickly realised that that was never going to work. If they stay up later, then they're going to sleep in. and set, But they don't. They just get in a worse mood. And it's harder to get them to bed because they're so grumpy because they're too tired because you've messed their routine up. So I just think, no, we'll just stick to this rough time of half seven, eight o'clock at the latest. That's bedtime. Um, and whenever we've tried to mess with unless it's been something... Like it was my brother-in-law's 40th when we were allowed to meet up with people back last year and we went around yeah. their house for a barbecue and stuff and it was actually quite late and he he did what he'd never done before. He started nodding off on the sofa with his um, cousin, just both sat there watching something on telly while we were just chatting away in the dining room um, and it was obviously quite late for him. So we knew that that was time to, to, to scoop him up and walk home. Luckily, we we're only around the corner, and he went straight to bed, no issues. But that's that's a one-off; it never usually happens. That... Yeah, I think we, we generally stick with the routine. But even if we let him stay up, she has the bath and everything at the same time she would. Yeah, and then just sort of go from there. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a long old slog, isn't it? A bit of a minefield. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been uh, it's been good to catch up. Yeah, no, thanks very much. It was uh, yeah, like you say, we both we both we both talk a lot about because uh, we've with just me you with the kids of the age where they're sort of bold enough to do stuff. Yeah. We have the same sort of problems, I think, generally. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like whenever we meet up or we talk, that's kind of where we're at, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're, I was just... Let them all... You, know, you can see, like, they, there's sort of a tiredness in your face, like, the, the others don't have, because they don't have to go through it yet. Like, Chris Chris will get there soon, where he'll also be joining us. And so, obviously, Rich is getting there slowly as well now, so starting to realise what we're talking about. Well, we 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 coming home in the car one day from shop or something the other day, and we were saying, um, we were saying that when we're thinking back, babies are actually easy. It, it, it's not apart yeah. from the no sleep thing, and they need you for everything. But you feed them, you change them, 
that's all they really need. And then they go back to sleep or whatever, and you get that sort of half an hour before they wake up or whatever. Whereas toddlers or like four-year-olds, when they're at home all the time, they want you for everything. They want, especially when they're on their own, they want you to play with them for everything. And it's non-stop, isn't it? Um, yeah, right. there's, there's like pros and cons to both. Like when they're a baby, like you can literally just put them on the floor on, on one of those baby yeah. mats and they'll just sit literally nothing for 30 minutes at a time and you think, wow, I can go and get loads done. And then other times when they're screaming at two in the morning and you just can't work out what's wrong with them, it's not great. But then with four-year-olds, like you say, it's sort of the other way around where they want all your attention all the time, but at least you can get a bit of a better night's sleep. Yeah. I feel like saying to some of the ones now that have got babies that like, yeah, I know you're not sleeping at certain times and you're tired, but uh, it's probably the easiest part because <laughs> they just get, they yeah, just get more like, and more complex as they get older. It's like you talk yourself into like, oh, it's, it'll get better soon just as they get a little bit older. And then you realize you know, they'll be 15, tell you they hate yeah. you, start, you know, smoking and underage drinking on the streets. And you're like, what, what's, we don't need this. No, yeah. That, everybody sort of said to me when we were coming up to having a first, it was like, oh, we, it was a baby. Oh, it gets better as they get older. They never actually tell you how old, what age. What age is it? 24. What age is it going to be better? Because <laughs> everyone just said, it gets better as they get older. I think it's just a reassurance yeah. thing. It's it's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a lie. Parents tell each other. Yeah, and they're thinking it themselves, but their kids like twenty nine. Like yeah. years, like, still, it's going to be better. It's going to be better soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I was just going to say we'll call this episode what, what like ranting about kids or something. <laughs> yeah, having a good on. Like good I say, with, with COVID, that's all we've got. It's either COVID talk or it's ranting about your home life with your children. Yeah, that's it. You can't, you know, tell me how your holiday was or... <laughs> no, no, that's it. Yeah. Has there been anything that's kept you sane other than sort of footy manager that you've been able to do, you and the missus or...? Not, not really. Work, you know, just having the distraction of work. Uh, obviously thankful not been placed on uh, furlough or anything like that so at least, you know part of you thinks oh, I'd enjoy being you know a couple of yeah, weeks yeah. off and you yeah. know but at the same time just having something else to distract you and give you something else to focus on means it's not you know I can imagine it's quite bleak yeah, yeah. you know yeah. as much as you you know I can whinge about you know being stuck in with the kids and, and Jody and everything at the same time not that I was Jody at the same time um, it's got to be preferential to be, you know, stuck in on your yeah. own um, without anything. And if you're not working as well, it must be quite, you know, it sounds nice for about two days. And then Probably. <laughs> after that, I'd imagine yeah. it just gets pretty boring. Yeah, I imagine it does. But yeah, I think we just. We could... Still think about it, though. Do you think about it? Think quite about frequently. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real wondering what the other side's like every now and again. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing I'd like to do for like a week. I think just one week on my own. If you, yeah, if you could just switch out, <laughs> switch out. I'm going to go yeah. and do it. I'm going to go and live in someone else's body for a week, and then I'm going to live on my own. Um, yeah, be interesting, but um, 
Yeah, I think it's just one of them things. You just get used to you where you're at, don't you? And it's just the norm. I think you think of other people of like, oh, he's got it made, or don't know how lucky he is, or whatever. But um, for them, might not be the same. Might not be the case. So it's uh... no, it's like you say, one or the other. I don't, I, no one's enjoying themselves. I think it's the main takeaway in it, really, at the minute. So hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. I'm not, not confident, hopefully. but if they follow this milestone... Hopefully the, the, end's, the end is coming. Um, I don't know. I won't believe it until it's actually over at this point. The thing is, when they announced it, it was like, oh, June's quite long, like, quite far away, but it's not really compared to what we've already done. No. And then yeah. there's a lot still left to do. You've got to obviously... They've got to roll out this vaccine and people have got to have it. And, you know, they've got people have still got to carry on living the way they are and sticking to the rules so that things keep going in the same direction. It's there's a lot to happen between now and then, but just hoping that, that we can all stick to it and get there in the end. And then obviously the summer is going to be something quite different to what we've had for the past 12 months or whatever. Yeah, like you say, it's it's not that far away now. And with the, you know, people getting vaccinated, I think they can only do it for so long anyway. I think once people are vaccinated, so yeah, like you say, it's going to be. I think it's going to be wild in June. That that last week in June, when it's going to be people are going to be out every night, making sure they enjoy themselves. Yeah. Uh, trying to book a table anywhere to have a meal, I think, is going to be a waste of time. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I'm going to give everything a swerve for the first week and a half, and then yeah. maybe after that, when things start to calm down, go out and enjoy it afterwards. I think because if it all opens up again in time for that first England game of the Euros, I think everywhere is just going to be rammed, aren't they? The beer gardens are going to be crazy. It's it's going to be good. It's going yeah. to be good to see, but. Uh, if they move it all over here, the whole tournament as well, and they allow fans in, it's just going to be crazy in this country, you know, because obviously they'll have to have it all over the country when, you know, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, yeah. wherever. But it's going to be, be just coming straight out of lockdown into a, a major football tournament being hosted in the country. It's going to be. A, it's going to be like a, it'd be yeah, like a, like you say, like a carnival <laughs> atmosphere, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it will be. Yeah, it'd be. It'd be mental. Hopefully, that's where we head. That's where we get to. That'd be good. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I've got some time off over uh, over that time. So if, if they can, I'll get some tickets. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you have to keep me posted on that if that's the plan, because we'll obviously try and see if we can all. Yeah. I'm not. Ho- I'm not yeah, hopeful, I mean, and like I say, I'll have a fairly newborn by then. But. I am. Yeah. Why well, the ballot for when? The because um, I think the semi-finals were due last year were due to be on perfect timing for me when I was off work on annual leave, but I didn't get them. Obviously, Aaron got tickets. Yeah, a few yeah. places, and though he's going to have a few trips about, which got cancelled. But yeah, I to look at the ballot. I imagine again. Yeah, people are going to go mad for it, aren't they? It's it'll be difficult to get a ticket, but we'll try. If not, there's always yeah. Well, hopefully they'll ban people from coming over it, so we'll only at least have to fight amongst all ourselves for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lower the, lower the amount of people in the ballot. Yeah. If not, it'll just be booking time off work to go stand in the pub and scream at the telly. Yeah. So. Or uh, 
stand in the street when they project it nationally all over the uh, cities and whatnot. City, oh yeah, towns and city centres are going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to make, make the pubs and clubs are going to make back all the the money they've lost from COVID in that first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. When you think it is weird how people's attitude towards the pub and how you know it's obviously not as popular as it used to be going down the pub, but that's like one of the main things people have missed because that's where they spend most of the time socializing and things like that. So I think, yeah, it's one of those things when you, when it's taken away, you won't be really notice it, don't you? It's like when your local goes at something and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't go in there that often, but then when it's gone, you're like, why can't I go yeah, in there? Yeah. Like the Merlin, the Merlin used to be around the corner from me. And I think I maybe went like three times. Yeah. But then when it, when it shut down, I was like, they've shut the Merlin. Where, where would I go now if I wanted to go for a pint? Yeah. And it probably happened three years before you noticed it. <laughs> but yeah. you felt gutted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like you say, I think people, people are going to hit it hard. Well, we can only look forward to it, can't we? Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll be part of that as well. Yeah. Definitely be trying. I'll probably be I'll probably be on a lot of Red Bull at the time or Pro Plus or something, but I'll be there. Yeah, you'll get through it. We'll try. Right, we'll uh, wrap it up there if you want. Yeah, no worries. We'll keep you up too late. That's it. It's a cold night, isn't it? <laughs>